All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday Night Raw review here on the WWE podcast. And boy, are there some big ticket items to talk about tonight. Headlined by the return, the confirmed return of Stone Cold Steve Austin to the Kevin Owens show. Does this result in an actual match? Is it a fight? Is it a brawl? We're going to talk about that and, and Stone Cold's official response to this that was put on WWE's YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what is Seth Rollins' role at WrestleMania and a, a ton more, guys. You're not going to want to miss this one. Stay right here. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Do you guys love mobile racing games and NFT collections? Then check out Meta Racer X. It's a mobile racing game, NFT collection, and VR gaming experience all rolled into one. With the earn element utilizing Prodigy tokens, players are not only able to put their tokens online in gameplay, but have the ability to grow their Prodigy token holdings by investing or earning in-game incentives. Meta Racer X offers high-end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's MetaRacerX.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Meta underscore Racer underscore X or on Twitter at Meta underscore Racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday Night Raw review, and we are closing in on WrestleMania. We're closing in on WrestleMania very quickly. It happens every year where we look forward to WrestleMania. We're thinking about wrestlemania even at SummerSlam, we talk about things that could happen from SummerSlam to wrestlemania this year being no different with brock lesnar going all the way to wrestlemania that was actually rumored at the time by the way and now here we are we talk about you know rumble season and bam wrestlemania it seems like it's forever away it's 100 days away then it's 50 days away then it's less than four weeks guys it's just the way life goes, and we are so close to WrestleMania, and WWE still has some work to do on their card for for sure. I mean, as I opened the show for the first 30 seconds or so before the uh, break for the sponsor, I mentioned about Seth Rollins, and where the hell does he land? I mean, a guy that was at the top of his game for so long and did an excellent job, did career work, finally found his identity, was I think putting on clinic after clinic, promo and otherwise in ring, and he is just a lost soul. Now, does that mean they don't have massive plans for him at WrestleMania? 
perhaps cashing in the contract that he was supposed to be due for a one-on-one match that turned into a, like a fatal five-way where the the match we saw where Brock Lesnar won the WWE title. I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't think they'll go that road. They could, but I think that's long been forgotten on the creative team and a lot of fans. But, you know, I don't know exactly where this lands Seth Rollins. You would imagine that he's going to have some kind of run in, some kind of major impact, maybe trying to screw Roman out of the Universal Championship. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe just calls out somebody, maybe just comes in, you know, out of nowhere on the mic and stands in the ring and complains how he is, has carried WWE on his back for the last six months and yet he has no match at WrestleMania and then somebody comes out and lays him out. I mean, th- there's options, but it's, kind of also sad that that Seth Rollins as of right now then they have three weeks to to have a match you know I I don't want to say that this is a closed case right now for Seth and that he's not going to have a match but if Wrestlemania were tomorrow he doesn't have a match so assuming that's going to be the case moving forward it would be a sad state of affairs it would be almost a travesty of sorts that Seth Rollins is not on uh, in some kind of match but we'll dive it a little bit more into the uh the infinitely long triple threat tag team match that while it was amazingly good was also insanely long. And I don't know if that's a complaint or a compliment. We'll dive into that. But first I want to give a shout out to our latest patron, Martin M. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us here. And I, I sent you the discord server link. So that is yours to enjoy and to be able to, to talk wrestling with everybody else that's in there. It's always a great conversation. Uh, whenever you're involved, with the patrons of this show, just so much fun. You guys are the best, I got to say. And Martin, thank you for supporting us. You can also join Martin and getting that Discord server link, being able to chat wrestling with all the other patrons anytime you want. But also, go go ad-free and get hundreds of episodes ad-free. Go to Patreon. Simple, right? WWE Podcast on Patreon. We're also available on Apple Podcasts ad-free. There's an ad-free button there. And lastly, on our website, wwepodcast.com there's a vip button or you can just click log in and you can sign up that way and we have ad free shows there as well as exclusive behind the scenes footage yeah yesterday i actually posted a behind the scenes what my studio looks like i say studio loosely it's more like an office <laughs> but but it sounds more official and more professional so we'll stick with studio and uh that that's what i posted yesterday was only for those on my website at wwpodcast.com and you can sign up there and get everything ad free. But here's the cool thing, I'm giving you guys a promo code for 50% off the first month. So that that promo code is WrestleMania and that'll give you 50% off the first month, which means it'll just be a buck 50 for the entire month. And uh I, I'd encourage you to jump over there because we are we've revamped the entire site. I mean everything everything is built from the ground up, whole new theme. It's simpler easier to follow and i hope you enjoy it so consider joining us on vip over there at the website and and use that code wrestlemania at checkout all right um so back to monday night raw you know before we dive into the biggest news i want to just comment on edge first man that guy is dynamic that edge is someone that is multifaceted and always has a side of him that you didn't know was there. As Corey Graves said, that they, he has watched Edge for years when he came into WWE, and he has never seen this side of Edge. And yeah, that's usually kind of like a, a trope, just kind of this generic thing they say. Whenever somebody turns heel, they always say, we've never seen this side of them. And it's like, well, actually, you have. But in this case, it's true. Yes, we've seen Edge as a heel before, if you've if you followed his career. In fact, he was heel most of his career. But 
this version of the heel edge is different than the ultimate opportunist that was having live sex shows with Lita after winning the WWE championship in the mid two thousands. That's not this version of edge right now. This is a more mature, darker edge. And when he came out to, to kind of undertaker lighting, yeah, it was undertaker lighting. I mean, that didn't bother me. It was just kind of a note I made mentally, but he, he had the spotlight there. And his Edge music played, his typical music played, which, God, I love his theme song. It may be one of my top five of all time in terms of just the music itself is awesome. It's perfect for an entrance. But he played it, but then just kind of walked out. And he had a a suit on, and he had his hair back, and he had just a different expression on his face. He looked like a totally new man. He wasn't the Adam Copeland playing Edge, trying to have a good time and kick ass. He was this darker character and he alluded to that in in his promo saying that AJ he should thank AJ as well as you know thanking uh, thanking AJ and AJ should thank him for awakening something inside of him and and showing him the the side of him that he didn't know exists and that now he loves this version of himself it was a very short but concise promo different facials from Edge too and boy do they know how to make that lighting just right to uh, tell the story with Edge Edge typically, for the last two years since he returned in 2020, his promos have been generally the same style, and they're they're very good. I mean, I, I could, even if they didn't change Edge to a, to a heel, I think he could have been just fine as a babyface. He's that dynamic. But this version of it wasn't. He didn't try to copycat anything he did as a babyface in terms of facials. It almost looked like he was in a trance, and I think that's probably the word if you asked him that he would go for. He's in this euphoric trance in love with himself and that's perfect it's perfect as a heel and yes a lot of heels especially when they first turn heel go with the suit how many times have we seen the suit be used jbl did it uh, i know i'm going way back here um seth rollins did it how many times have we seen seth rollins when he was a heel especially in the authority wearing a suit you know it's a traditional thing to do because it's a very it's a very uh, egocentric thing to do, to overdress, to feel like you're holier than thou, that you need to outshine everybody in every way. But it still worked here. It's, it worked very well. And he also, if you noticed, used the logic that Randy Orton used on him when Randy Orton hit the concerto on edge when they started their program, when you thought they were going to uh, reunite as um, rated RKO. And Edge ended up eating a concerto from Randy. And Randy, in his promo following up to that, said that he did Edge a favor. This was a favor to Edge. And now Edge is using that same logic to AJ, saying this is a favor to you, AJ. This is this was for you. Saying that he wanted to face the pit bull, the flesh-tearing pit bull, AJ Styles. And I understand that many fans did not enjoy, including myself to some degree, enjoy the softer version of AJ when he was in the tag team with Omas. So I, I get that part of it. We all want that AJ. But boy, you, you know, as great as Edge was in this segment, I mean, I, w- I wish the promo was longer, which is good. I always I want to feel left wanting more. And that very rarely happens in wrestling. Too often it's enough of this can we move on to move on to the next segment in this case it was give me more and that's a great feeling isn't it when it happens but the crowd in cleveland i gotta give you guys props you guys killed it almost all night it it was a, a very hot crowd 
great reactions for almost everybody, especially in this segment. Boy, especially in this segment, you guys buried Edge in heat. It was great. And I did not expect Edge to get that type of reaction. And I don't think Edge expected that level and sustained. That's the most important part. Not just a boo and then it kind of fades. This was a sustained negative reaction for Edge. And I'm sure Edge was pleasantly surprised and maybe a little bit taken back by how sustained it was of booing for him. And I'm sure he was sitting there going, wow, well, we clearly did something right last week. And, you know, props to them. Good for them. They did. They took a program that... That, yeah, on paper sounds okay, but they took a program cold and made you instantly care about it. You have a massive heel turn, great follow-up from Edge, and boom, you're invested, and you immediately want AJ to come back and beat the holy hell out of Edge, don't you? They, they, they literally have turned this thing on a dime. That's very difficult to do. That's that's really difficult to do, to take two two guys. Yeah, they're, they're of course, both Hall of Famers. But it's very difficult to take two guys that had really no beef beforehand. There's no backstory. There's no foundation to build on or use. And they just took him and immediately you want to see them go at it. And you want to see Edge take on AJ. You want to see AJ just completely just bludgeon him, don't you? A, a guy that you just beloved the week before at Edge. And now you want to see him get just destroyed. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a credit to, to uh, sure creative you know, when, when creative does good things, they deserve credit for it. And here we are giving them credit as well as Edge, especially in AJ um, doing his part last week. But now Edge or rather AJ has been uh, injured, quote unquote. He has a, a very bruised neck. That That's the that's the official medical status where they are hopeful that he'll be able to make it for WrestleMania. Of course he will, you know, but th- that's fine. I didn't need AJ this week. I didn't expect AJ this week. Perhaps he comes back. Next week or the week after. In terms of places that they're going to be, I think they're in Jacksonville, Florida next week. And then they are in the Allstate Arena right outside of Chicago. And that'll be a super hot crowd as well. So, you know, this is this this is great. This was a delight with Edge. His I think his promo was really good, concise, and he was convincing in his his look in his the look in his eyes of being this euphoric self-love. Uh, that he has for himself and taking his entrance down to the point of not being able to do anything that the crowd could cheer for. It was great. I mean, that was a great segment from start to finish. I really enjoyed it. And I, I, it, made, it it achieved everything it needed to achieve and more. So that that's the good thing. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, well, how can we not? It, it, it took up, I feel like 85% of Raw was the triple threat tag team match. And to some level, I think it was deserving of this amount of time, given the level of talent and you know you have six top performers in there and you built it for three weeks, which how many times have they built a tag team title match for three weeks? When's the last time they had to build that far up for a tag team title match? I can't I don't even know, but they did a great job building it up. Three really good teams. And the, the action, of course, the RKO that um, was hit on Chad Gable was I mean it's just I don't know what to say about it. the crowd lost their minds over that boy they were a hot crowd oh so good it's amazing how much the crowd can add to to a uh, to a uh, a show think about where we were guys with no crowd in the Thunderdome and then before that with nothing remember where we came from and be appreciative of the crowd they are so important to to pro wrestling my god um but the matchup was really good really good 
um, you know, Kevin Owens hitting the stunner on, on uh, Chad Gable and then getting the stomp. But then uh, as Seth went for the cover, you had Randy try to, um, or rather we had Riddle go for the cover and then Kevin tried to stop the pin, but Randy stopped Kevin and boom, we have new tag team champions of Riddle and Orton. I didn't see that coming. You know, I, I certainly didn't see Kevin Owens and Seth winning it, but I really thought that Chad Gable and Otis were going to win it. I did, or retain it. That that is, because I didn't think there was a need for RK Bro to to uh, to be to be champions. But apparently, they want to keep this RK Bro thing going through WrestleMania, a match that we all thought was going to be Riddle and Orton, Riddle and Orton. Somebody's going to turn on somebody. We waited for it, and we're not getting it. And you know, I'm fine with that. I really am. I really had no issue with this. I mean, I can't believe I'm what 20 minutes into the show nearly, and I haven't had a rant yet. They're coming. Don't worry. But th- this was a honestly a very solid Raw. Very solid top to bottom, I got to say. And this matchup was just really good. It was very long. Very, I mean, it was it was what, 30 minutes more or more? I, I want, I'll have to look up the actual time that it ran, but at least on Hulu, it was over 30 minutes, 35 minutes maybe. So in real time, it might have been longer, 30, 40, maybe 35, 40 minutes. Who knows? I'd have to see. But um, this is really good, and I have nothing but good things to say about everybody. And... Now RK Bro goes into WrestleMania, and maybe that's where they, they dissolve, and then that leads to a WrestleMania backlash, a matchup with Orton and Riddle. Uh, they clearly maybe something's telling them not to break them up. Maybe merchandise sales or some other metric, maybe minute by minute ratings. They can they can literally see who is pushing the needle, so to speak, and who's not. So perhaps there is something to be said there with some kind of metric that they're seeing with RK Bro. They didn't want them to have. A, uh, a a program of the, among each other that we all thought was going to happen like six months ago. And here we are. And they are now not only not split up, but they are now tag team champions rolling into WrestleMania. I, I do believe that it will be Riddle and Orton um, as well as uh, Chad Gable and Otis in the uh, tag team title match. There's no other way around it. And, and honestly, that those are really the only two teams that deserve to be in that matchup. So uh, the funny thing is too, if you notice uh, who, who called it, was it, um, I forget who it might have been. I forget who it was. I, I'm getting to the point where somebody called Chad Gable Shorty G. Who was it? I can't remember. Uh, might have been Kevin Owens who called that him uh, Shorty G. Maybe he did that on purpose or just that's the first thing that came to his mind. I'm not sure. But here's the follow up to this. Seth Rollins in kind of a shocked, not sure what to do state in, in a state of depression that he doesn't have a spot at WrestleMania. He goes up the ramp. Kevin Owens sits by the stairs. Uh, somebody tried, I think Patrick tried to interview Seth later and Seth had nothing to say, just kind of staring off into the distance. Kevin promised us that he has essentially a plan B for WrestleMania and he had an epiphany and he'll share it with us later. So he comes out at the end of raw and he said that he has somebody in mind that embodies the state of Texas, somebody that is a broken down shell of himself. Um, somebody that needed knee braces just to get through his matchups and that he might need a walker to come down to the ring if he has the guts to show up. And we all know who he was talking about. I mean, talking about beer drinking, all this stuff. And he calls out Stone Cold Steve Austin officially to the Kevin Owens show. He called him out and, well, Kev, uh, Austin did respond. And Austin, if you didn't catch it, I put it actually on my TikTok account, which, by the way, you can follow me at uh, the WWE podcast on TikTok. Here is what Stone Cold had to say match in a WWE ring after three rock bottoms one two 
three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I've had to live with that defeat knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Ever since you started running that damn mealy mouth of yours talking about the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. And why would you want to do that, Kevin? I can think of two reasons. One, you are one dumb son of a... And two, you are fixing to get your ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whether you want to call this a KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever, I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open up one last can of whoop-ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Well, there it is, guys. I mean, right from the horse's mouth. You know, it, it, it's official. Stone Cold will be at in Dallas, as if there was any uh, doubt anyway. But the, the biggest thing coming out of this, you know, it's not the surprise of, oh, my God, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, because we knew this many weeks ago if you watched the Newswire. It's the, the verbiage. It's the verbiage or verbiage. Uh, verbiage sounds more eloquent. So I'll go with that word. That he used to describe this encounter with, with Kevin Owens. He's being very careful. He labeled it almost as everything. It's the Kevin Owens show that he's inviting Stone Cold to, but they're not there to talk, and they've made that very clear. They're just there to brawl, so why do we have to have a show to do that? Why do we need to have the the shadow of the Kevin Owens show? Because this is clearly not a sit-down conversation. They've already made it clear they're going to fight. So why are we calling it a Kevin Owens show? Why not call it a match? And Stone Cold said, call it whatever you want. Call it a brawl. Call it a match. He slipped the word match in really quick. That's not a word you use lightly. And I know this may be splitting hairs to some people, but to me, it's not. He mentions, though, like it's been 19 years. Yeah, since you had your last match, not your last brawl. My God, since since you retired in 03 in Seattle against The Rock, you have had many a brawl, many a stunner, and yet this one's different how. He never called any of those matches. He never said, oh, I retired 19 years ago, and you're, I'm going to, you know, you called me out. I guess this is a match. No, he never said that. Th- th- that's why this one's different. I mean, don't the thing is they kind of brushed it off. Call it whatever you want. No, 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 no. What is this? Don't tell. Uh, don't leave it up to interpretation for us. Don't say, well, it's a brawl. It's a match. It's a Kevin Owens show. No, 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 no. Stop it because those are all three different things. Don't just use a bunch of words and try to mesh them together as well. It's just going to be a fight. Well, no. Is there a referee? is this an official match on the books for WrestleMania? Is this, what is this? Why is it so ambiguous? It's like Stone Cold and WWE want to have a match without officially saying he's having a match so he could say he retired against The Rock. It's, it's weird. Um, Like, so it, maybe it'll become clear in the next few weeks of what exactly it is, because to me that matters. I don't want him doing what's, what HBK did coming out of retirement for no reason and then actually kind of embarrassing himself. We're going to pretend that didn't happen in Saudi Arabia. I really hope that with Stone Cold, that if it's an actual match, if it's labeled as an actual match, that that it is a match. It's not just this, well, The Rock shows up and Rock bottoms Eric Rowan, and it's the quickest match in WrestleMania history. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, that, that, that is, that's nonsense to me. That's, that's uh, infuriating to me. 
So either this is a match or it's not. Which one is it? Because that means if a referee's there, it's a match. All right. Well, I've, I've gone on enough about that. But to me, this matters because it's your biggest star of all time. Is this a match or is it not? Does somebody have to get put to the ground for three seconds or do they not? If they do, it's a match. If they don't, it's just a fight. It's a brawl. And whoever is left laying is left laying. And that that's how they, quote unquote, win the segment. So we'll have to see how this is exactly labeled. But the way that he I mean, you, you would imagine it's a match. You would imagine it because he spoke about the last time in 19. It's the first time in 19 years. That something was stirred up inside him. All this. Okay, well, then that's a match then. Otherwise, you wouldn't bring up 19 years ago because you've brawled people since then. So I, I don't know. That, that's what I think about it. But ultimately, we all know the outcome. Stunner, 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 stunner. Maybe three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten stunners on Kevin Owens. Beer, beer, beer. Crowd goes crazy and everyone's happy. That's the ultimate outcome, even if, if it's a match or not. Um, that's that's how I feel about it. And, you know, I'm excited because, I mean, I'm a Stone Cold fan. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun, um, and it's going to be interesting to see, though, if, if Austin makes an appearance prior to WrestleMania or if they hold off his appearances at all until WrestleMania to help, you know, maybe bump the, the Peacock subscriptions or bump the pay-per-view buy rates, which are still a thing. You can still buy the events, I think. You know, may, maybe those are the reasons. You know, But either way, this is still exciting. If you're a Stone Cold fan, this is, this is cool. This is really cool, you know, and, and, and it's... It should not just be Austin hitting a stunner on KO and leaving. There's going to be more to this. It's kind of maybe like an in-between. It's, you know, maybe they go back and forth. Kevin Owens gets some offense on Austin. Eventually, Austin makes a comeback after a couple of minutes and then hits the stunner. Instead of just him doing the traditional coming out, stunning somebody, drinking beer, and leaving. This is kind of like an in-between half foot in the house, half foot out. I don't like the half-ass stuff. You need to tell me, but all right, I've gone on long enough for this. I think I've certainly worn this to death. Um, but let me know what you guys think about this. And by the way, the mailbag tomorrow is, I'm still doing that, and I'd encourage you to send in your emails and voicemails. Again, remember, everybody's limited to three minutes on the voicemail. And um, if I don't have a whole lot of voicemails, I'll pull some ones from last week that I didn't answer. And emails you guys can send as well at ma- to mailbag at wwpodcast.com. That's the mailbag uh, email. Or call us 518-952-0247. You get cut off at three minutes anyway. So there's that. All right. Well, uh, that's, so that's the big news coming out of the show is that. But beyond that, let's see what else happened here. We got the 24-7 championship of, oh, my, my boy, talk about a transition. Dana Brooke defeating Tamina via pinfall to retain the title. After Brooke reversed a Boston Crab into a roll-up to score the win, so there's 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 that, you know, big news there. Uh, the Miz and Logan Paul hosted his hosted special guest Jerry Lawler during a hometown celebration. After talking up their hometown, Miz and Paul were asked by Lawler what they thought of Cleveland ever hosting a WrestleMania. Paul was fired up about about the idea, but Miz shot it down, saying, "Good things only come when you leave Cleveland." Before the pair left the ring, well. Unfortunately for for uh, Miz, unfortunately that's not really true so much. You know, uh, Cleveland has had some championships, but he mentioned LeBron, but then he said LeBron left. But they have the Cleveland Indians. I mean, they've had some success. I mean, the, the Browns haven't, but anyway. Um, so th- this the second one was fine. It, I I really can't. St- I mean, Logan Paul on the mic was trying to be a little bit more than I think he knew he what he wanted to be. He was. 
I don't know. Celebrities never seem to work. You guys know my take on that. Uh, Logan Paul, though, if there's anybody who can take a bump, I mean, the, the guy is a legitimately credentialed athlete. He said he's number five in Ohio. I believe that he's a legitimate, um, a legitimate athlete. I mean, we all know his boxing credentials as well. He, he love him or hate him. He's, a, he's an athlete and he's, I think suited very well for pro, uh, professional wrestling. If he ever truly wanted to dedicate his entire life for a short time to being a pro wrestler, I think he could be and be, and be a good one. I think he's got the personality. He's certainly got the millions of people following him. He's got everything. He's got the foundation laid. All he has to do is just say, yeah, I want to do this. And he could. Um, but with the Miz here, it was weird. Miz got a pretty warm reception from the crowd, but then turned on his own crowd about halfway through the promo and shot down the idea of Cleveland being somewhere where WrestleMania could be. Um, but the, Jerry, the King Lawler was talking about his history and a small town near Cleveland that he started in in 1964 or something like that. And it was a fun segment. I mean, it, it was okay. Um, no Mysterios, by the way, no Mysterios. And um, Logan Paul seemed to be a little bit put off by the Miz shooting down, uh, shooting down their hometown of Cleveland. So maybe that leads to something. Maybe it doesn't. Hopefully Logan Paul just goes away after WrestleMania. I hope so. It was okay. It was fine. Okay, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker defeat Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode when Breaker hit Ziggler with a press power slam. The match was NXT Champions Breaker's first on the main roster, and I think he looked good. You don't know how much about him. He's a big boy who's got a bright future, and that's all I'll say about that. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa is a, just obviously one of the most successful in NXT, period. He was the identity of NXT for a while, and there's certainly... Uh, nothing you could take away from him, but um, Braun Breaker, I think, is a big main main event player in the coming years. So, Omos defeats Apollo Crews via pinfall. I don't know what to say after a choke bomb. Another no sell, easy win for Omos. And boy, I miss I miss the Apollo Crews that faced Big E at WrestleMania last year that had a lot of momentum and was a great heel and turned his career around in a minute. And in, uh, boy, that that that's a distant memory, isn't it? All right, uh, let's see here. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan defeat Carmella and Queen Zelina when Rhea Ripley hit Zelina with the Riptide. The stipulation on this match was that if Ripley and Morgan won, they would be inserted into the women's tag team title match, and they got that win when Carmella was distracted while talking to Corey Graves at ringside. So this is the first time that they've brought their relationship on air explicitly. I mean, there's been hints and drops in Corey's commentary. I mean... It's the worst kept secret in all of pro wrestling I mean, ever, maybe. But this was the first time that they brought it on air where Carmella was just all over Corey and, and distracted here, and it cost them the match. And now Rhea and Liv are inserted into the women's tag team title match at, at WrestleMania. That, that's fine. You know, th that I really don't have a problem with that because what else are they going to do? Yeah, I'd rather have them in this matchup for a, a title that is unfortunately super devalued at this point, but in a matchup where the entire division is in this matchup, by the way, the entire women's tag team division is in this match uh, and it's fine. I'm sure it'll be a very good match and it's better than Rhea being left off or on the pre-show or something like that. So, all right, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and give the uh, sponsor some love and then we'll be right back. And to, to close out Raw and some other thoughts about WrestleMania, stay right here. Do you guys love mobile racing games and NFT collections? Then check out Meta Racer X. It's a mobile racing game, NFT collection, and VR gaming experience all rolled into one. 
With the earn element utilizing Prodigy tokens, players are not only able to put their tokens on the line in gameplay, but have the ability to grow their Prodigy token holdings by investing or earning in-game incentives. MetaRacer X offers high-end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's MetaRacerX.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Meta underscore Racer underscore X or on Twitter at Meta underscore Racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's jump into a little bit more of Monday Night Raw here. Finn Balor defeats Austin Theory via disqualification after interference from Damian Priest. As Balor was heading to the top rope for the coup de grace, Priest excuse me, ran to ringside and shoved the United States Championship uh, champion off the top rope. Priest continued his attack after the DQ. And also continued his heel run. And it seems to be working well. Um, and when you look at these two, you know that neither can afford a, a loss right now. Because Finn Balor just won the U.S. title. He's heading into a program with uh, with Damian Priest at WrestleMania. Austin Theory was just anointed by Vince McMahon to face Pat, Pat McAfee. So neither can really afford a loss. Because that all-important momentum would be... You know, it's something both men need right now, and you can't you can't really put it in a put them in a position where they're it's no win. So what do you do? You do a wonky finish. So that's what that's what I uh, that's the way I interpreted it anyway. Anyway, so again, we had the the massive triple threat tag team title match, and I wanted to give CBS Sports take on this because I always like to compare their opinions with mine and see if uh, they're right. And uh, that that's really it. I mean, because my opinion is more important than theirs, but here we go. So this is what they said. The tag title match took up nearly the entire first hour of the show. That proved to be a good thing. However, with the tag title match delivering on all levels, followed by a great moment from a very fired up Orton. There are many worse ways to spend an hour with a wrestling program as WWE has shown so frequently over the last few years. Owens' call out of Austin at least provides some sort of interesting angle to the ridiculous notion that Owens and Rollins' chances of appearing at WrestleMania hinged on winning the tag titles, but tonight was all about the match. Grade A. I agree. That's a good point to bring up, too, is why is their appearance completely reliant on them winning this match? That's a good point, because they could just... In, in a world that we're supposed to believe anything can happen and there's unpredictable and you just do what you want, 
why do they have to be in a tag title match to get a match on the show or even show up on the show? Who's stopping them? You know, is there security at Gorilla saying, do you have a matchup? Are you supposed to be here? Are you scheduled? No, of course not, right? So that's a good point to bring up. Also, the Orton follow-up saying that he is going to use the F word and call Riddle his, Riddle his friend. I'm glad I was reminded of that from CBS Sports here because I think that's an important point to bring up when you look at the inevitable descent of this team and eventual collapse and match between the two, that Riddle is being called a friend by Orton. So that to me, I mean, that's how you know you're setting yourself up to fall off a cliff. When you climb as high in the mountain as you can and Riddle is considered a friend by Randy Orton's standards, Randy Orton calling Riddle a friend, that's as high as it gets. So the only way down is the only way to go anywhere is down. And that's to lose the belts. And then the narrative can be that this was once a man that Randy Orton called a friend. Can you believe this is despicable what he's doing to Riddle? You know, they can't say that if Randy Orton doesn't say it first. So they're laying the foundation for the eventual turn likely by Orton now, which would uh, which is where I think they're going, given that Orton is the one that called Riddle a friend that now you can say Randy Orton is absolutely despicable. A man that he once, you know, was really close, once was close with and even called a friend. He is, you know, there's you, you guys can imagine this in your brains, right? We know where we're going with this. But it's inevitable, and that's fine. I have no problem with them going off on their own, but it does not not look like it's going to be one-on-one at WrestleMania. In fact, quite the opposite. So overall, guys, I thought this was a very good show. Solid, solid running at Raw heading into WrestleMania. And definitely, that the, the crowd in Cleveland, I got to give you guys an absolute pat on the back and attaboy for adding to the show, which was already really good, but also just enhancing it, which is what the crowd can do. They can enhance it or they can make it even you know, worse than it is or you know, sometimes maybe make it worse when it's not so bad. But in this case, the Cleveland crowd also deserves a standing ovation. Um, oh, and while we look at the women's side, there wasn't a whole lot of women's wrestling. I did mention the women's tag title match of which uh, we got... Rhea Ripley now involved in and Liv Morgan as a team. Uh, the other thing is uh, Becky Lynch, who is in the hospital due to, I guess, her larynx being crushed or some kind of uh, throat issue. Doesn't seem like it's going to keep her out of WrestleMania and that she'll only be in the hospital for this this week and miss missing uh, Monday Night Raw for this week only. But it is significant to mention that Becky Lynch was not on Raw. And that uh, we had Bianca Belair cut a promo to kind of keep things rolling a little bit on this program and not let it get stale. And Bianca said that, you know, basically that her hair is something that she won't use as a tool, but she just gave Becky what she had coming. Honestly, I don't even know why it's allowed to be used as a tool. Just because you grow your hair out, are you allowed to, what, choke somebody with it? Are you allowed to wrap it around their neck because it's a part of you? How does that work exactly? You know, I'd love to know. Uh, how it's even legal for Bianca to use it at all to her advantage. Just because it grows out of you, you get to use it? I don't know. So, And to be honest, Bianca, as great of a talent as she is, doesn't feel as hot as she did going into last year's WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. And I don't know if that's because it's a been there, done that situation, or 
She just isn't coming off as likable as last year. I'm not sure. I don't think she's turning heel. WWE can't afford another heel turn. I think that they'll keep, they'll keep her as a babyface, and they need her as a babyface, and she's good good as one. But it just is uh, doesn't feel like she has that same fire behind her that last year did. And that's not to say that Becky and her can't have a great match. I think they will. I don't think it'll match Sasha and uh, Bianca. They had an all-time great women's matchup at WrestleMania last year. I think maybe the matchup of the entire pay-per-view, but this one doesn't, I mean, you got some high bars to reach there, but I don't think it'll, uh, it won't stink out the joint. I think it could easily be the match of the night, especially on the women's side, you know? So all in all guys, I think it was a really good pay-per-view. You know, when you look ahead or a really good pay-per-view, a really good Monday Night Raw, when you look ahead to WrestleMania and who could return and especially on the women's side, where's Oscar? Where's Bailey? One of them you would imagine is coming right before, right after or maybe at WrestleMania. Asuka apparently has been waiting in the wings. They just don't have anything creatively for her. That's the latest that I've heard. It's the injury or whatever she had has been resolved for a significant period of time now. And she's just kind of sitting on the on the bench or in the bullpen, whatever analogy you want to use, just sitting, uh, sitting there waiting like, hey, uh, I'm ready. C- can we do something? <laughs> That's uh, right now. It's seemingly what it is. And uh, with Bailey, I know that her injury is Right now, it appears not fully healed, but she's close. So could she make an appearance the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania or the SmackDown following WrestleMania? I think because she, she is she's a she's a SmackDown star, right, I believe. So she'd be coming to SmackDown. I think Asuka would be going to Monday Night Raw. That's my uh, that's my assumption at this point. You know, but the women need a little more depth. So uh, that that is also one thing. And as far as other returns, again, I think The Rock has a strong chance of returning at the very, very end of the pay-per-view. Stone Cold, of course, is not not a surprise at this point anymore. It is being billed officially, though. I looked at WWE.com. It's a part of the KO show. It's not a match. I don't even know why Stone Cold will bring it up. If if, if it's not a match, it's not a term you just use loosely, but uh, I went over that at the beginning of the show. So uh, this this is how it's labeled by WWE.com. Stone Cold Steve Austin to confront Kevin Owens on the KO show at WrestleMania. So that is how it's being that's how it's being labeled. I'm looking at you know um the the, the description on wb.com and they're saying in response to Owens, Stone Cold released a video the following day from his beloved Texas and declared that he would return 19 years after his last WrestleMania match to open one final can of whoop ass on KO. What will happen when the Texas Rattlesnake steps back onto the grandest stage of them all to confront Kevin Owens on WrestleMania Saturday? Okay, so it's doing it's a Saturday deal. Okay. Don't miss all the action on the stupendous. God, I hate that word. <sighs> um, so they're still billing it as after 19 years. Again, that's just since his last match. If this isn't a match, it's just a KO show, then stop referencing his last match because it's not a match. I don't know. Again, they're trying to make it bigger than it is, but they're comparing apples to oranges here. I know it's semantics and it's details and it's splitting hairs to some people, but I don't know. This is the kind of banter and repetitiveness that you get on this show, guys. So definitely subscribe. If you want to hear more ranting and talking in circles and repeating yourself, I mean, (laughs) look no further, guys. This is your this is your podcast right here. So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This was a fun Monday Night Raw review because it was mostly positive. Yeah, it really was. And that is not something I have said in a long time, many, many weeks. So I'm glad that I was able to get a mostly positive review out there. I'd give the show a B plus. It was very good. 
Very good show. One that I think did wonders to help push things towards WrestleMania on all fronts, nearly all fronts, nearly. I mean, obviously, this is headlined by Dana Brooke retaining the 24-7 title. I mean, that's paramount. We have to make sure that that is featured at WrestleMania. Hopefully, she gets a spot. I'm just being a jerk at this point. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me again. Consider going VIP on our website. You get video updates, including a backstage look, so to speak, at my office that I repeated or repeated that I released last night on my website. Use the discount code WrestleMania at checkout. That way, it's only $1.50 for the first month. You can also go to Patreon for a dollar a month for all the ad-free content. And of course, on Apple Podcasts, you have the ad-free button as well. So, because I know ads are ads are a pain in the neck. No one likes them, but they pay the bills. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I will be back tomorrow night to close out the week with my my mailbag show. So please consider sending in your emails and voicemails. And I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. Until then, take care. I'll talk to you next time. You guys love mobile racing. Thanks for listening to the WWE podcast. Then check don't out forget Meta to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Game, NFT so you don't and miss our show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad free, head over to patreon.com wwe podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. In game incentives. Meta Racer X offers high end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's metaracerx.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at meta underscore racer underscore X or on Twitter at meta underscore racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today.